What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Black Box, the show where we unpack, unbox, and unwrap everything black. I am your host, Big C. What it do, y'all? What it do? What it do? What it do? It is Friday. It's Friday. Y'all already know we about to get into. We about to get into that black review of that hit show, Bridgerton. Now, I believe Bridgerton has gone down some on the list. The last time I checked. Um, for its standing on the Netflix top 10. I believe it was at number 4. So, and y'all already know how it's been going down in Texas. So, I haven't really been able to check on it like that because of the power outages and everything. But the last time I checked, it was at number 4. So, it's steadily going down. Which, you know, I kind of expected with all the new shows coming out. And, you know, I'm sure everybody and their mama didn't watch Bridgerton by now because it's that good. If you have not... What are you doing? Please get on it. Don't miss out. But before we get into all of that, how are y'all doing today on this fantabulous Friday? For all my people in Texas, how are y'all holding up? There, I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna let y'all know right now. There is no hot box news because I need everybody to be aware of what is going on right now in Texas, y'all. It has been a crazy, crazy week in. Texas. So, for those of y'all who don't know what's going on, if you don't live in Texas and you are one of my listeners and you don't know what's going on, um, the Lord that threw a snowball on Texas, okay? He said, bloop! There you go, snow, woo! Went to Wonderland and we over here not, first of all, not ready, not prepared, okay? Because, baby, we, this is Texas, okay? We don't, we don't do snow. I don't think it's snowed and like i think it's been the last time it snowed was like 10 years ago i think it was like 2010 that is the last time i can remember it seriously seriously snowing so i was i was in middle school when it snowed i am a full grown 24 year old woman and y'all this week was just absolutely crazy so the first day of the the snowstorm the snow it was all cute you know we was all outside taking pictures doing photo shoots playing in the snow you know the little kids was enjoying it you know it was a good good little cold day nobody had to go to work they officially called it a snow day you know nobody was going to work everybody was i'm sure very happy and ecstatic on that first day of snow baby that next day all hell broke loose i'm just gonna say it like that all hell broke loose Baby, people's power was going out. Water was going out. There were people, even now to this day, even though it's kind of cleared up some, like the snow and everything is melting off the ground. There's no ice on the road. You know, it's looking like a normal Texas day. There are, There is still snow on some people's roofs. Like, even in my neighborhood, there's still, there's still snow on, like, some people's, like, roof and, like, you know, in some areas or whatever. Even though it's not really snow snow, it kind of looks like like slushy ice or whatever but y'all people were like going without are still even now like i said even now they are like no power no water for day for days like not just a few minutes not you know hours days people are going days without power or water and it's so cold outside like we are not used to this texas we are not used to this 18 degree nine degree like we are just not used to that type of weather like we be tripping when it gets to 45 we be like "Uh uh-uh this too much yeah what's going on like we we're not used to that so our infrastructure even our 
uh, mayor, Sylvester Turner, he was like, our infrastructure is just not built to handle weather like this. So people have been going without power or water for days. I just recently found out that homeless people are dying. You know, they don't really have anywhere to lay their head. And I just, I've been thinking about that a lot, y'all. Like, the homeless people who don't really have anywhere to go. They're living under the bypasses and everything. They're dying due to the frigid temperatures. Like, y'all, it's, it's cold out here. It's really cold. Like, all you people up north who live in New York and Virginia, Michigan, and y'all used to this. Like, I don't appreciate y'all coming for us. Y'all really going this in for two inches of snow? Yes. Yes, we are because we we're not used to this. We are Texans. We're not Michiganians. We're not Virginians. We're not New York natives. We we not we're not used to this. So yeah, yeah, we're going on in for two to three inches of snow. Yeah, we are. And what about it? Y'all think the world about to end when a hurricane come your way, or think it's about to come your way? So stop stop the madness, please. Don't don't act like that. We over here asking y'all for help. Y'all looking at us like we boo boo the fool. Okay. When Hurricane Sally or whatever come around, Texas, what do we do? Don't look to us. Because we're going to look at you like you're looking at us right now. I don't know. What y'all going to do? Y'all don't got no boys for y'all window. Yeah, we're going to do y'all just like that. Y'all are really tripping, but y'all is just really crazy out here. And then, on top of all the things we are weathering, all the things we are suffering due to this frozen tundra that we are in, our city officials is over here acting a nut. A whole nut. If you don't know, Ted Cruz, who is the senator for Texas, he has abandoned us. He has abandoned Texas. And he has taken his family to Cancun. There are millions, millions of people in Texas without power, without running water, without heat, without food to eat. And this man has taken his family on an extended vacation to Cancun. Oh, and here's the cherry on top of everything, y'all. When he was asked... Uh, Senator Cruz, why do you feel that it is appropriate to take your family on vacation while millions of Texans suffer? This man, as a Texas senator, said, At this point, there is nothing I can do for Texas. Y'all, if that's not reason enough to get this man out of office the next time elections come around... I don't know what is. I don't know what else y'all need to see. But this man, he, he don't got our best interests at heart. This fat furball don't have our best interests at heart. Yeah, I got mean. I took it there, y'all. I took it there. I took it there. This man literally up and like up and left like nothing was wrong, y'all. Like everything was cool. You know, oh, we're just trying to get away from the cold weather. It'd be different if everything was fine in Texas. You know, people had running water and heat and, you know, things like that. The basic necessities to get them by. People are going... No, people don't have that. So it's not like you're just getting away from the cold weather. You're abandoning ships, sir, and we see it, y'all. And then on top of so Ted Cruz, he he's gonna do what he's gonna do. And then in another a city in Texas, I believe I'm not gonna say the name because I don't want to mess it up. But it was a Texas city mayor, and you know he was basically saying that only the strong will survive this. So if you're not strong. Texas, when we all know Texas is strong, point blank, period. He's like, only the strong will survive this. Basically, what I'm hearing is only the rich will survive this. That is absolutely ridiculous. Like, this week has just been a crazy, crazy, crazy 
whirlwind. It's low-key been kind of like a whirlwind downward spiral. Like, it started off on a high note. Everybody was so excited to see the snow. We, you know, we haven't had a snow, snow day in like a decade. And then it just went to crap. Quickly, quickly, very quickly. So... I know it's a lot going on to all my fellow Texans. We got this. We are going to survive this because we are strong. Every single one of us in Texas, we are strong from the rich to the poor, from the north to the south to the east and west. We are strong, y'all, and we can do this, okay? We have survived way worse than this. We are hurricane survivors. Do you hear what I'm saying? We survive natural disasters. We survive tropical storms, y'all. We can survive this. We can do it. Even though our city officials are not doing their part, even though we feel like, you know, the whole world is over here mocking us because we're going through two, three inches of snow. It don't matter, y'all. They don't know what's going on in Texas. We do. We got us, Texas. We Texas strong. Okay, it's all you northerners out there trying to clown us or whatever, trying to, oh my god, y'all tripping. Let me tell you something. People who pay $2,000 a month to live in a closet, I don't think y'all, please, please pipe down. Please pipe it all the way down. Y'all paying $600, $800 a month to live with six people in a one-bedroom closet. Please be quiet. Please pipe it on down. Y'all have no room to speak. Okay? Okay. I just want to let that be known. Because y'all over here coming for us hard on Twitter, on Instagram, TikTok. Y'all just over here going in. For those of us who are sending us well wishes, I appreciate it. I thank you so much. We need all the love, support, and prayer we can get. But for those of y'all who are over here trying to clown, don't do it. You, you don't want that Texas vengeance. You don't want that Texas voodoo on you. I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. But I digress, y'all. I just wanted to give you know everybody an update what's going on in Texas as of now. Um, even my family, we suffered. Both my mom, you know, my main family here in my house with me, and my aunt, like they've we've just been going like back and forth, losing power. But I think they've lost more power than we have. Like we lost power like once. Thank God, you know, oh, thank, I know people have just been losing power consistently, you know, like on and off, on and off. But uh, thankfully, like we lost power like once or twice, I believe. But the one time it lasted from like, I think we lost power at 6, 6.30 p.m. Like I had just eaten dinner, y'all, and the light said, shoo. And, <laughs> and I was so glad that I ate because I was going to wait a little while. But the lights went off and then we slept in our house. We was thinking, you know, by the morning they would come on. We woke up the next morning and the lights still were not on. It was freezing cold in our house, like just so cold. So we had to make a trip all to my auntie's house because, you know, she had power. And we were just over there pretty much like a whole entire day because we didn't have lights over here like nobody in our neighborhood on our street had lights had power like it was just really crazy so thankfully you know we were able we had somewhere to go you know i feel really bad for people who don't really have the resources or places to go so y'all if y'all are in texas and y'all need any type of support any type of help i will be leaving like a link hopefully i can leave it in uh, my bio on my instagram 
on both my Instagrams. Follow me on there on both my Instagrams for the black box and uh, my personal one. And I'm going to try to find a link for y'all to get some type of support because I know there are some resources out there for people who really don't have any. So I'm definitely going to try to look that up for y'all. I'll probably try to post it in my story if I can't post the link in my bio or something like that. So please look out for that, y'all. I promise, I promise, I promise I'm going to do my best to try to find that for you guys because it is just really really crazy we have to at this point we have to help ourselves at this point because city officials are saying they're doing everything they can but yet taking trips to cancun you know what i'm saying like it's just ridiculous so we gotta help ourselves at this point so i'm gonna do my best to try to find those links for you i've seen a couple so if you haven't already seen those links i'm definitely gonna try to provide those for you guys okay but you know we're going to get into some positivity, some good-heartedness, some lightedness because you know, we're, we've suffered enough, y'all. I, I want to I bring the good energy back. I want to bring the good vibes back. I want to get us back on track. You know, 2021 was supposed to be a good year, and it is going to be a good year, you know. It's only February. We're going to get through this, okay? Like I said, I don't have any hotbox news because I feel like what's going on in Texas is hotbox news. Like, I don't know if it's my sense of Texas pride, but I just feel like everybody should just be focused on trying to help us out. I know people are going through things, but baby, Texas is in trouble. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. But, <laughs> but I am going to get into this black review, though. So without further ado, let's get into this black review. Oh, give me my snaps, y'all. Give me my snaps. I hope y'all be snapping. I hope y'all be snapping because I be snapping. Snap, snaps. I can't snap right now. So you get a, you get a nail clack. You get an acrylic nail clack, okay? So... This is our last and final review for the first season of Bridgerton, y'all. Oh, claps, clap, 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 uh, Y'all, I'm so not ready for it to end. I cannot wait for season two of Bridgerton. There have already been, like, you know, reports of who the new leading lady is for Bridgerton. Uh, you know, people are just already in a buzz and excited about it. I'm excited about it. I know we probably won't get it until, you know, December of this year, but, uh. I'm super excited to see where else this goes. I'm, I just I just love this show. This show was like a godsend. Like, Miss Shonda Rhimes, you knew exactly what we needed, girl. You knew exactly what the people needed, and we thank you. We thank you so much. I cannot wait for season two of Bridgerton. But here we go. We're about to get into our last and final episode of Bridgerton. Oh, don't cry, y'all. Don't cry. It's okay. It's okay. So, Bridgerton, episode 8, the final episode, is called After the Rain. Oh, how poetic. How poetic. The overview goes as follows. The Duke and Duchess's season-ending ball signals a turning point for their marriage and ushers in changes of fortune and fate to those around them. Oh, that's a good little overview. I like that. So, basically, they're saying it could go either way you know like they could fix it they could not fix it you know we're all hoping that they fix it you know it could go either way and then you know everybody else's story you know is eloise gonna find lady whistledown what's gonna happen to marina what's gonna happen to you know anthony what is gonna happen to the featheringtons you know everything is kind of it's coming together it's coming together and some questions are being answered okay 
So, let's get into these pros and these cons. My first pro is Eloise. Eloise is my number one pro for this whole entire season. Her and Lady Danbury. But we're talking about Eloise right now, okay? Eloise is ahead of her time in all things, okay? From her looks that she's giving to the way she thinks to what she wants out of life Eloise is ahead of her time and in this episode in this episode I think they were like signaling like oh you know Eloise she is gonna you know come out next season she is gonna make her debut next season you know for the marriage you know the marriage season or whatever she's gonna make her debut and Eloise is kind of like you know I'm gonna make my own type of, of debut you know I'm gonna do what Eloise needs to do but first and foremost I'm gonna find out who Lady Whistledown is that's just point blank period okay I just love Eloise she has to be probably one of my favorites if not my favorite character she has to be one of my favorites because she's just so like she doesn't you know she's like if the if like y'all know that saying like I was born in the wrong generation Miss Eloise, she's the very epitome of that. Like, she's like, I am born in the wrong times. If Miss Eloise was right now in current times, baby, she'd be pro-feminist. She'd be on BLM. She'd be, like, all over, just protesting, fighting for the rights of the people and the women, child. She'd just be all over it. You know what I'm saying? So, Eloise, one of my favorite characters. I just feel she's so well-developed, you know, even for her age. You know, I mean developed in, like, the way she thinks and, you know, her character development. You know, it was just a joy to see because she didn't really change throughout the season. But the way she was, I guess I'm saying throughout the season, like how strong she was in her character, and her conviction, it never changed. It never faltered. She was always so determined and so straightforward and so sassy at all times, you know. So we love to see it. We love a good sassy girl here on the Black Box. So Eloise, definitely a pro for me. Loved her. My next pro was Sienna letting Anthony go. Child, when I tell y'all, I was and, and I feel so bad for Anthony because he really wants Sienna. He want to do right by her, but like at some point you gotta let it go, Elsa. Okay, you gotta let it go. So Sienna, she had uh, she basically told Anthony like, look, we we can't be no more than what we are right now, and I don't. I'm not trying to go there with you. Because you trying to take me out of what I'm used to. She basically was kind of telling him what he needed to hear in order to break it off. She probably didn't believe any of what she was saying, you know, to him. She probably didn't believe herself. But, you know, she was saying what he needed to hear in order to, like, completely let her go. Because if she would have said anything, like, you know, even if this was to work, he would have found a way to make it work. Because that's how bad he wanted to be with her. But Sienna was like, you know, no... You have an obligation to your family. I have an obligation to myself. And at this point, these those two roads, they are diverging. And you got to go to the right and I got to go to the left. So sorry. And I felt so bad for Anthony. But I was just so happy to see them break it off. Because y'all already know how I felt about the Anthony and Sienna drama. I was, I was ready for it to be over. I was ready for it to be done with. I was sick. Sick of it. Sick of it. So, yeah. I was very happy about that. It was sad, of course, you know. I didn't want Anthony to be alone, but, you know, he, it, just, it just had to be done. You know, it's like that toxic relationship. Like, girl, y'all done went back and forth, back and forth, sleeping with each other, not sleeping with each other, talking to each other. Y'all, it's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. So they let it go. And I was happy to see it. Yes, let it go. <laughs> okay. My next pro was uh, Mama's Advice About Marriage. So, Lady Bridgerton, she, you know, I feel like she made up 
uh, a lot of what she did teach Daphne in this episode. She was basically telling Daphne, like, you know, marriage is not all cakes and rainbows and love and sunshine and everything's going to be perfect and y'all going to build this family. She was like, it is that sometimes. She was like, but it is also hard. She was like, even though you think me and your daddy had the perfect love, child wasn't nothing perfect about it you know we was in love but there was many trial and tribulation and I feel like in her telling Daphne that it kind of snapped Daphne into it like you know you gotta fight for the stuff you want because I feel like Daphne was kind of she was fighting but I think at this point in the uh, episode in the series at this point I think she was kind of like accepting that you know maybe her and Simon were gonna be together in the way that she thought because of the events that had transpired but her mama was basically telling her like baby if you want this if you want this marriage to work with this man who you have chosen you got to fight you you got to fight you got to let him know that you are willing to fight and that y'all are both deserving of each other you know, it's not going to always be, you know, walking through a ray of sunshine. It's not always going to be that. There's going to be times like this where you don't want to speak. You don't want to talk. You don't want to. But you got to fight. And I loved it. I was like, yeah, finally, finally, Lady Bridgerton. This is what you should have been telling her when you was grooming her for the marriage season. Instead of, oh, well, you have to look like this and you have to act like a lady and this is how you flirt. No, you should have been telling her, well, you could have been telling her that. And then you should have been telling her what marriage really is. Just left my girl out there in the wilderness. But she made up for it. She made up for it. So that was definitely a pro for me. I love that she finally got down to the nitty gritty. Because, you know, Daphne, she ha- she's very naive. She has a very naive sense of what love is, what marriage is, what intimacy is. Because, you know, her mama just kind of led her astray a little bit. Just trying to make her a prim and proper young lady. But I'm just glad she finally told her, like, Daphne, look, this, this is what it is, this is what it ain't. That's all she needed. She just needed a clear, concise sit-down of what it is and what it's going to be. That's it. So, I I enjoyed that. So, that's a pro for me. My next pro was the waltz scene. Chef's kiss. I mean, what else can you say? The waltz scene was just so beautiful. They're outside and it looks like a... It's not a garden. It's not a garden. You know, it's like... It's clearly a courtyard. But, you know, they have like plants and they have a fountain in the middle and everybody's dancing around the fountain and ah, I loved it it was just very cinematic it was very beautiful you know the intensity and the emotion between Daphne and Simon as they're dancing you know she probably thinking like this is our last dance you know this is the last time he will ever hold me or touch me this way and Simon's probably thinking the same thing like oh god I love this woman and you know I just don't want this to you know go away and it, it was just a lot and then you know I think people were joining in as well. So, you know, people were joining in. They made it even more cinematic. And the scenery, the people watching, it was just very beautiful. It was very, very, very beautiful to see. It was like, you could tell it was the beginning of a resolution, which I love. Because you know how they do in uh, shows and movies? Like, before a resolution or before something is solved, there's like a build-up. The waltz scene was definitely the build-up. And I was like, oh my gosh, please, y'all. Just talk to each other. Just tell each other that y'all love each other. So, it was very beautiful. The waltz scene, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And then my next pro, the waltz scene, it led to my next uh, pro, which was the rain scene. So while they were dancing, while everybody was dancing in the courtyard, uh, rain began to fall. Rain was just, you know, trickling down. And I just was like, oh, how cliche, but how beautiful. You know, we love a good cliche moment. When it's done right, when it's done properly, it's not even cliche. It's just 
chef's kids perfect at this moment. So the rain scene. So they're dancing or whatever. Everybody's dancing in the courtyard. And all of a sudden, like I said, the rain just begins to pour down. Y'all just pouring down. And, you know, they're all lords and ladies. So, you know, the ladies don't want to get their hair wet, their dress wet. So they all, they running. And so I think Dad or Simon was trying to pull Daphne to, you know, get out of the rain. But she just, you know, was standing there in it, letting it shower her. And he was standing there looking at her like, you know, Daphne, what are you doing? And she was just, you know, taking it all in. And I think this was her moment where she realized. I was like, Simon, look, I want to be with you. I don't care what we done went through. I don't care what we have to go through, but I'm here, okay? I am your wife. I'm ready to ride for you. She didn't say die for you, but, you know, I'm over here being dramatic, y'all. But she basically was, like, confessing, like, you know, Simon, whatever trial and tribulation that we have to go through while we are married, I'm going to go through it because I love you and you are deserving of love, even though you don't think that you are for some reason because, you know, Y'all already know Simon's history, what his daddy did to him, how his daddy treated him, you know, the stuff he went through when he was young, this, that, and the third, so he made a little stupid vow, and Daphne is like, you, you can't continue, you can't allow your daddy to keep controlling, you know, how you navigate through life, how you love through life, you know, you, you can't give him that power no more, you gave him power over your life for so long, you, you can't let him have no more power, this is our time to be happy, for us to be in love, we deserve this. And I just, I was like, yes, Daphne, you better tell him in the rain. You better tell him. You better confess your love in the rain, girl. And Simon, he just, you know, of course, you know, when, whenever Daphne speaks to him, it's just like he, he melt like ice cream in the summertime, child. He was with it. And they made up. And I was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. We love to see it. We love to see a good couple come together, honey. So the rain scene, I loved it. And then, you know, I like that nobody intruded on their moment. Because, you know, like I said, some people are just like myself. Some people are just called to a dramatic moment. So, you know, while Daphne and Simon was having a little moment or talk in the rain, you know, the people of, the, they were, of society, they were just watching. And I think it was one part where... I think it was one of the Featherington daughters. She wanted to, like, go out and dance in the rain, too. And Lady Danbury was like, girl, if you don't step back, get back. This is not, this is not about you. This is not your time right now. I said, you better. You better, Lady Danbury. You better. And so she basically was telling everybody, like, oh, well, while Simon and Daphne were having their moment, Lady Danbury was like, I think we all should retire home. You know, everybody needs to go home, mind their business. Let the Duke and the Duchess talk about what they got to talk about. And everybody was like, what? what? She said, I said, I think it's time to wrap it up. Go. Get your coats and go. I said, yes, Lady Danbury. Yes, let them have their moment. So the rain scene, it provided everything I needed. It provided a resolution. It gave me drama. It gave me cinema. It gave me laughter. I was here for it. So the rain scene... Very well executed. Y'all hear my little proper clap? Love it. Love it, love it, love it. My next pro is Marina coming to her senses. Y'all, Marina, in these last couple of episodes, Marina didn't have a struggle in the half. I'm about to give it away because, like I said, y'all should have watched it by now. I'm sorry, I gotta give it away because I need to get into the full extent of what's going on. So, I'm not gonna give Marina's situation away, but if you know her situation, you know her situation, okay? So, Marina, she finally came to her senses. So, if y'all don't know Marina, she tried to 
I'm gonna say she tried to change her situation. She tried to drink a little something, something, and she thought her situation was gonna go away. But you know, it did not happen like that. She just ended up making herself kind of sick. So, Marina, she ended up finding some very sad news about her situation. She ended up finding out something terrible had happened to, uh, you know, a lost love that she thought she had or whatever. And her lost love, his brother came and he was trying to offer her like a solution to her situation. You know, a solution that would really benefit her. Like, you know, like she'd be taken care of. Her situation would be taken care of, you know, like it was kind of like a win-win. But Miss Marina over here, she just be very stubborn and, you know, just all over the place. She just don't know what to do. She was like, you know, no, I can't take this. Like, I don't want you to do this. I an obligation to me or your brother. Like, you know, you don't really know me. I don't really know you. She was telling his brother that, like, you know, I just don't think that would be right. And so he was like, you know, I would love to do this for you. I would love to help you. But, you know, I, I'm not. I can't help you unless you want it. And she was just being very, like, weird she was just like not trying to take the opportunity and i'm sitting here looking at the screen like girl what more could you ask for this man is over here trying to rise you up about your situation hello no questions asked no hello 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 can you hear me now she just wasn't trying to do it so finally i think when she talked to uh, lady featherington after what happened with all of them uh, what happened with the Featheringtons? Y'all know what happened. About y'all know what happened to Lord Featherington. But after Marina had talked to Lady Featherington, she was like, you know, how did you how did you live in a marriage so long, you know, without love? And then Lady Featherington was just basically like, you know, you find the little things. The little things eventually turn into big things, and the big things eventually, you know, make you content enough to be happy where you at. So Marina finally came to her senses, y'all. She accepted the offer from her lost love's brother, and she is on her way to a happy, hopefully a happy and prosperous life. Because her situation was looking very grim. She was about to be destitute in the streets with a situation, child. But luckily... Luckily, her uh, long-lost love's uh, brother, he's a good man. You know, he loved his brother. He seems like a decent man. So, hopefully, he out there taking care of Marina right now as we speak. But Marina came to her sister's child. I was like, Marina, Marina, this is like, this is better than what you could have ever asked for, girl. He is taking you away from this society that you want no part of. You're about to live a good life out there in the country, which is what you want. Why are you tripping like this? But she... It clicks for y'all. It clicks for She got it together. But that was definitely a pro for me. Marina coming to her senses. Definitely a pro. And my last pro was the conclusion. The end of the whole entire episode. Everything was answered for me. Like, they left nothing open-ended. Like, everything pretty much was resolved. And I feel that they did that for a good reason. Because, like I said in, like, previous reviews, previous black reviews of Bridgerton, um, I think if you read the books or from what I've heard about the books, each book in the series of the Bridgerton series is different. So it's like this book, you know, was about uh, Simon and Daphne. But the next book, Simon and Daphne, they won't be like the the stars of the book. Like, they won't be like the main cast or whatever. So I think like them ending it like this with all the questions answered and everything, you know, kind of kind of answered they left like one or two openings like oh what's gonna happen with this but you know i think that's to transition us to like the next series or whatever they kind of like oh this is the situation that's gonna be handled or taken care of 
in the next uh book so they did leave one or two things unanswered but i think that's to just segue us into next season which you know i appreciate a good segue a good oh what do you mean what's gonna happen we appreciate that but the conclusion like everything was answered you know simon and daphne's situation was answered and then we got a little surprise at the end which we love to see uh anthony his situation has already been solved but you know he kind of made up his mind about what he was going to do as far as like getting married and stuff like that you know handling his part as the firstborn son we found out what was going to happen to colin you know he is doing his own thing after his situation with marina we don't know what's going to happen to the featheringtons that's the one thing that uh they left kind of like open-ended or whatever you know, they kind of left that to speculation. Like, oh, well, hopefully we'll find out in next season. We don't really know what's going on with them. We know what type of situation that they're in. You know, they in trouble, child. <laughs> but, you know, they didn't give it all away. So, they answered it, but not. They kind of let, you know, they let us know what's going on. But they kind of let us like, okay, now what are we going to do from here? They left that kind of up to speculation. But everything else was pretty much like answer we found out who lady whistledown was and y'all when i tell y'all i'm not gonna tell y'all who it is because you know i'm not that type of spoiler baby but you gonna be like i knew it i knew it you gonna be like i knew it 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 you gonna be like i knew it because i knew it but i'm gonna just leave it at that but yes the conclusion a lot of questions were answered so definitely a pro for me and those are all of my pros for episode eight eloise she's ahead of her time sienna finally letting anthony go let him go child let him go uh lady bridgerton's advice about marriage to daphne the waltz scene was very cinematic the rain scene also very cinematic and beautiful uh marina coming to her senses and the conclusion those are all my pros now my cons my cons were they they were just very sad to me they were just very very sad so my first con was marina's uh, sad news like i said she found out some information about her long lost love or whatever and you know she was heartbroken because she thought it was one situation but it ended up being a completely another found out she was lied to child it was very sad i just felt bad for marina it was kind of like one blow after another after another then came a rescue she didn't want the rescue and i'm like girl what take the rescue take the rescue girl take it but I just feel really bad for Marina because she just was like, Lord, I, you can't win, child. Michael Jackson, you can't win. You can't get even. You can't get out the game. Woo! But it ended up, you know, being a good situation for her. She did end up coming out of it. But in the beginning, it was just very sad. I was very, very sad for Marina. So that's my first con. My next con was poor, heartbroken Penelope. Oh! Oh, oh, oh. She was ready. To, she put the Featherington family. They just went through a lot in the last two episodes. They child they whole foundation didn't crumble like it was just really sad to see but um what you call it but uh colin you know penelope she's you know she's in love with uh colin you know she loves him but uh, you know colin doesn't really see her like that he kind of sees her as like a little sister colin is one of the bridgerton sons y'all should know but um he doesn't really see her like that so Penelope, I think she at this point she done mustered up the strength to like tell him like you know I love you and you know stuff like that. She's about to tell him that, but he tells her a whole different situation about what he's about to go do. He he about to be gone. He about to be abroad, and she's just so sad. And then she found out the news about her dad. Ugh. She was just so heartbroken. She was just so sad. And I don't know, it's something about that little cherubic face crying. Even though Penelope got got on my nerves a little bit throughout the season. 
this scene or this episode, she was just so, like, her life was just crumbling before her. Ugh! It was so sad to see. I felt so bad. But then, you know, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it, y'all. But, you know, I just felt bad for Penelope. It was just really sad. So, heartbroken Penelope. I don't like, I don't like to see that. I don't like to see that. So, that was a con for me. And my next and last con was Anthony's deduction of love. Like, y'all know Sienna, she let Anthony go. They pretty much parted ways. And, you know, Anthony, he kind of came to his senses as well. He was like, you know, I need to do what is right, you know, for the family to continue on the family name. You know, do my part as the oldest son. His part in being, you know, he has to settle down. He has to get married. He has to produce an heir, point blank, period. So, Anthony, he, you know, he said he's ready to do all of that. But, 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 but. He said he's going to do it all without love. He was like, you know, love is unnecessary. Love is, is retarded, basically, is what he's saying. He's like, love is stupid. And I was like, child, Anthony, that is not what you were supposed to get from this. Like, that's not the lesson you were supposed to learn from all, from all of this. From seeing your sister go through it to knowing how you feel about Sienna, that's not what you were supposed to get from this. But I can see how he came to that conclusion. Because, you know, he pretty much is, like, over love at this point. He's like, you know, I'm just about to do my obligation. I'm about to marry a nice young lady. And we just going to make it do what it do. Which I don't like that. Because at the end of the day, don't make the young lady suffer because of the way you feel about love. Like, she probably really wants to marry for love, you know? And you just over here going to act like that. Don't act like that, Anthony. Anthony is probably my least favorite character, y'all. I'm not even going to lie. He probably is, like, my least favorite character. Because he... Ugh, I liked him at first. I really, really did. I really liked him at first. But when he started acting crazy when it came to trying to marry Daphne off, and then the way he did Sienna in the beginning after she was just so safe and secure, and uh, he was just doing a lot. Doing a lot. And I was like, Anthony, please. Please. Looking like a fake prince. Go sit down. He was getting on my nerves. And he got on my nerves at the end, too. I was like, Anthony, you know what? If that's what you want to do, boo, do it. Do it. Do it till you're satisfied. Okay? I was tired of him. But his deduction of love, I was like, sir, that is not the lesson you were supposed to learn. It ain't. It ain't the lesson you were supposed to learn today. In this moment. But anyway, <laughs> can't tell him nothing, I guess. That's <laughs> We just gotta leave it at that. And those are all of my cons. Marina's sad news, heartbroken Penelope, and Anthony's deduction of love. But overall rating for this episode, 9 out of 10. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Point blank period. This is a good episode. Good end to the season. Chef's kid. 10 out of 10. Or 9 out of 10. Not 10 out of 10. 9 out of 10. And that will end our third installment, y'all, on the Black Box. Can you believe it? This is our third one. And the fourth one is coming up real soon. So y'all better look out for that. Y'all better be ready for that. Because we, we about to get into another. Okay? An an another. Another hit. You feel what I'm saying? I can just feel. I feel the hit coming out of this show. I just feel it. Starring one of my favorite actresses. I'm going to let y'all guess. Y'all comment on my social media. Let me know who y'all what y'all think I'm about to review. Let me know. Hit me up on there. Let me know what y'all think. So, I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. Like I said, it was the last episode of Bridgerton. I hope y'all enjoyed reviewing Bridgerton with me. I felt very posh, very ladylike, very 
upper echelon while reviewing this show. Like I said, this show is probably one of the greatest I've seen in a minute. Coming straight out of Shondaland. I mean, you can't expect nothing less from Miss Shonda Rhimes. She's, she's going to give it to you every ball, point blank, period. <laughs> okay? So, if you enjoyed today's show, please like, comment, share the uh, link that I'm going to leave in all of my social media uh, bios. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Y'all already know it's the same. T-H-E-E underscore B-L-A-Q box. That's my Twitter. My Instagram for the black box is T-H-E-E-E underscore B-L-A-Q box. That's the personal Instagram for the black box. Or you can follow me on my my personal, me, Big C. You can follow me on my personal Instagram. It's B-I-G-G dot C-I Big C. Y'all already know how she do. Follow me on there. Click the link in my bio. Share with as many people as you possibly can, y'all. We're trying to grow this black box fam. You feel me okay okay help us sister grow you feel me but i hope y'all enjoyed today's show i hope y'all continue to have a fabulous fabulous friday to all my texas people baby we got this we're gonna come up out of this bigger and better and stronger than ever y'all heard that she's a poet y'all already know but this has been the black review on the black box till next time kings and queens i love y'all bye